Okay, this is episode 67 of Ronan Kick Official Podcast. We're doing a classic style episode today. We got myself, Alex Austin, and Rob in the room. So say hi. hello, Rob. Yep, hi. And Adam has not been able to make it today. So we've had treacherous weather uh, yeah. in, in Windsor, Pl- Detroit. Clubby night, Adam is fighting the weather. So I, I don't think. <laughs> will he still be night status after all this is said and done? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. If he can't beat the weather. Yeah, I'm skeptical. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm very skeptical. Uh, he, I mean, he drives a rear wheel drive vehicle. Yeah. So sort of. A oh, it's a nice vehicle. Sports car. Yeah. And uh, and I and I think he's probably wheeling and dealing out there right now, sliding around. Yeah. So it's pretty pretty slushy out there. Uh, the snow has just gone on all day. I guess we got uh, probably like seven or eight centimeters. So maybe like five inches total. Maybe a little bit more. I guess. By yeah. The it's the, apparently the... we're getting a little bit more, and then it's gonna stop sometime soon. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna stop at the end of the day today. But yeah. it is the first big snowfall of the year. Uh, we're actually at pretty much the southernmost city, like major city in yeah. Canada. So yeah. like we're we're pretty far south. So it's, the jokes don't really apply necessarily compared to a place like uh, like Alberta that just gets dumped on. Yeah, uh, which like, they already did in like September. Yeah, for anyone who's listening that doesn't exactly know where Windsor is, we're south of Detroit. Yeah, so we're actually south of. 33% of the states. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we actually jab into the states. That's right. Yeah, it's a little yeah. peninsula. We're like the basically the Florida of Canada. So that's where <laughs> we're at now. That does <laughs> not help that's my view on Windsor. <laughs> the Windsor Six Peninsula. I've got nothing against Florida. I mean, they got Disney World there. It's true. Well, we have... But still. <laughs> the riverfront. We have the casino. We have the casino. Yeah, yeah. So we have a casino. We can see Detroit from across the river. A safe safe river's distance from Detroit. It is is a beautiful view of the city as well. I've always really enjoyed going down to the river, although I haven't. Maybe I've only been down once this whole year i think yeah. at the beginning of summer oh, so. i just dri- i drive so much on the waterfront so that's true yeah, because i'm just like you were moving close. for work yeah, yeah yeah and uh i could see that so for myself i spend a lot of time driving away from the waterfront <laughs> yeah. so just in the complete opposite direction i yeah. can see a lot of farmland and a lot of trees and a lot of fields nice. some rolling hills once you get out toward toronto which is nice uh but yeah that's 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 about all i get to see but today didn't get to see much because uh, i was just shoveling snow and and uh, working from home today, trying to get stuff done. Mm. So anyway, here we are. No Adam. Although we do have a bit of an agenda today, so I'm pretty excited to talk about. Uh, we have the Dexit Pokemon controversy <laughs> going on regarding Pokemon Sword and Shield. Oh, uh, if you haven't heard of this yet, it's a pretty big deal. We're going to dive deep on that. Uh, actually, not too deep. I got yeah. some details. Though, <laughs> we'll we'll dive deep. shallow on that. Yeah, yeah. We researched this topic for a whole of 15 minutes. <laughs> and then on top of that, we got the Google Stadia launch lineup. Uh, so we'll kind of cover off the launch lineup as well as upcoming titles for that and their 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 service upcoming here and then for playing and watching i know i want to mention the expanse uh so unfortunately adam's not here to kind of jump into it with us because i know he was going to start watching it as well i think he's a little behind on the expanse is anyway. he okay well I i'm think. like five episodes yeah in. don't don't quote me on that yeah i'm five episodes in so i'll pull up the imdb and we kind of cover off what i've seen so awesome. far and what i think of it and then uh and then you have been playing red dead 2 online yeah on pc yeah on pc so yeah. so a little bit different but i would love to hear about uh, everything that's happened glitch-wise or, or just oh, funny gameplay been, stories oh, from that. Yeah. Dude, I, fun I love it. I love it. And it, that was actually the best part about Red Dead 2 when it came out originally, remember? Yeah. We just For two episodes, we talked about just all the stupid shit that would happen in the game, yeah. uh, which is the most brilliant part about Rockstar Games, I think. So yeah, we do have a little bit of an agenda, and uh, I guess we'll just go ahead and jump right into it. Sure. Yeah? So today, hearing a little bit more about the Dexit controversy, some more details. When did, when did this whole thing start? 
So I guess ResetEra.com, so it's a website that reports video game news online, a lot of spoiler-type yeah. news. Uh, they were the first to report on it. They, they broke the story, basically, that uh, the Pokemon Company, uh, they have somehow obtained the complete Pokedex, Pokedex listing for Sword and Shield, which is coming out on the Switch on the 15th. So this upcoming Friday here for everybody listening, if you're looking to pick it up. And apparently the Pokedex is quite incomplete uh, rather, it appears that out of 807 playable Pokemon that currently exist across all generations, only 324 of them, including the ones in a new game, will actually be playable. So, and on top of this, 54 of the original 151 will be playable, so roughly one-third of the original. So, for instance, this goes pretty deep. There's actually, uh, as starters, you have Charmander, and then all of his evolutions, but you don't have Bulbasaur, and you also don't have Squirtle, also not available. Yeah, that. Seemed like an odd choice to include Charmander, but not the other two. It's bizarre. Man. Like, that's weird. It's so that's weird. Wh- that's why I'm honestly thinking that this is some kind of DLC holdback. I seriously think that's the case. Yeah. Because it doesn't make any sense. Because they're saying always oh, about resources with the game, but that doesn't that doesn't really apply in this day and age. Because almost everybody downloads a good portion of the game to their actual hard drive. And the other side of it is just the sheer volume of people working on the game. So Junichi Matsuda commented in a Polygon interview uh, back toward the end of October when when this was first coming to light uh, that there's nearly 1,000 people, team members, who've worked on this game in some capacity or another. So it's been in development for a long time. Obviously, it's the first fully-fledged console, home console version of a Pokemon game coming out, mainline Pokemon game. Uh, Previously to this, we would have had Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee, which came out this time last year. Great games. Yeah, also fun. had the full Pokedex. So, yeah, I think. Well, I mean, they had the full Pokedex of their era. Yeah, that's true. Well, no, actually, they they I thought they had uh, more as well. Even did they? Like, they may have. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so, anyway, I own it. Haven't played it a whole lot, <laughs> to be honest yeah. with you. I made it up to like you know Mount Moon, I think, and nice. I kind of dumped out. But um, yeah, anyway, the the it's a bit shocking that they'd even be talking about this, given the fact that this is a much-anticipated game and the first time it is appearing on a home console. To drop the ball on that kind of launch. Yeah, Yeah. it just seems like something they really would have wanted to nail. Like, just, like, don't miss whatsoever on this. And I'm sure they could have predicted that fans would be, like, disappointed. Yeah, maybe that's why they haven't been talking about it. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. However, um... Fans are reacting, so the community Obvi- large. Ob- like really obviously, yeah. Oh yeah. Gonna be oh, dude, they're getting lit up on Twitter too. Like yeah. it's it's rough. But uh, actually, I was just looking at the YouTube video. So there's the gameplay trailer from June that originally showed the um, what do they call it? The not the Mega Evolutions. What are they calling it? I don't know the stupid shit. Yeah, yeah, the real big one. <laughs> the 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 big ass gimmick that nobody really that nobody should really care about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're, they're like the the big dick Pokemon, the ones that are like really yeah. really huge, man. The only so. cool thing I was like, oh hey, we get Fat Pikachu back. That's it. Yeah. Aside from that, I don't really give a fuck. So Dynamax is what it's called. Right. So, and sure. Then, yeah. So you want a giant dynamic fat maximum? Yeah. Yay. Dynamic. <laughs> That's the scientific term. That's so stupid. That's the Professor Oak term. I don't actually know what the term is. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm going to go with that. It's probably um, what it is. So I think that maybe they held back on some of the original starters because they did want to develop Dynamax versions of them. But like again, with the volume of people working on the game, how is it even remotely possible that it wouldn't be done at this point? Yeah. Or say 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 that is legitimate. And like you just didn't have enough time to work this all into the game. If they just said that, that would be their saving grace. Yeah. They're like, hey, look, we just didn't have the time. We wanted to not delay launch anymore. We're going to get them to you. Or down just the push road. the game. It's Pokemon. 
No, but what I'm saying though is that they could push out uh like deal like not even DLC but just like patches updates to, yeah updates yeah. to throw in the other Pokemon and I think people would be more understanding about that. But it, when you're like <laughs> when you're taking out certain Pokemon, you got to do kind of like that all or nothing, right? <laughs> like if you're not going to have the starting original Pokemon, yeah, yeah. don't have any of them. Yeah, don't, that's true. As yeah, soon yeah. as you put in Charizard, but without having Blastoise or Venusaur. You're just asking to get crucified because I realize that Charizard is like a, a fan favorite. Yeah, yeah. But to everybody else who played those games up until this point, yeah, yeah. Who didn't pick Charmander? Right. Like I never had Charmander. Yeah, yeah. I never took Charmander ever. Oh my god. I always went Bulbasaur or Squirtle because I knew that everyone else was yeah, picking Charmander. Charmander, yeah, for to Charizard, yeah. So like me personally, as an old time player like somebody's been playing since like red blue yeah and i'm not talking about the remakes of them talk about like original game books and all this shit yeah um that's like a slap in the face yeah i mean it's also a slap in the face against my um uh mr mime and jinx fanfic that i have written um <laughs> how, how is it going to possibly continue if they can't exist in the gala region do neither of them exist uh i think i think mr mime is in there he'll have a variant yeah uh, yeah, I know, that, I know that there's variants, and by the way, totally fine if there are variants yeah, yeah. coming down the road. But... Now, now this number that I stated earlier actually does also include the variant versions. So because they're already known that they're going to be variants in the game, um, yeah. and it's still what was it three hundred? Sorry, uh, three hundred twenty-four will be playable out of eight hundred seven. So. I mean, it's still a lot of Pokemon, but at the same time, like you need to. Like, this is a big deal. It's yeah. coming to the Switch. Like, yeah, it's... and people have had their Pokemon banks and paid for Pokemon Bank for a long time to be able to transfer Pokemon from older versions, right? Yes. So there's people who've carried forward their, you know, their Blastoise, for instance, yeah. from the very first game, and now it's like, okay, well, I can't use the guy I've always used on my water team because they just decided not to include him in the game for the yeah. first time ever. It's just interesting that they would go so hard against uh, what has made this game so successful over the years. So I don't know. I don't think this will hurt sales necessarily, but it's definitely. Uh, hurting their their sort of personal equity um, a little bit with fans. It'll gouge sales a bit, but you're right, probably not enough to really be effective. Yeah. Um. Actually, that was interesting. I was interesting that it came up in that way because I was talking with somebody recently about uh, whether or not if you should buy uh, games on principle. Hmm. Um. Like for so red Red Dead without getting too much. Or I don't know. Do we want to? No, not yet. Yeah. Okay. So hold this. I'll I'll hold off on it for when we talk about Red Dead, but remind me that I want to talk about the whole thing about um, supporting a game or not based off of the stuff that they're putting out. So whether or not if you pre-order or whether or not if you like refund a game when mm. you've been playing it, just that. Okay. Because that's a, that was a, there's a big thing on that that I was having a conversation with somebody and I'd like to get other people's opinion on it. I'd like to get your opinion on it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm so, game. Let's see. Now, I did go and look up the YouTube for this, and uh, the the main video that shows the Dynamax Pokemon has actually been downvoted eighty seven thousand times. Uh, so there, it's getting absolutely review bombed or spammed, I guess, with, with downvotes, and uh, it's only been upvoted twenty five thousand times. So, uh, which are probably all back when it came out, I would imagine. Yeah. But yes, yeah, so these these are so people are going out of their way to to just vote something down. Yeah. That's amazing. But weirdly, just that video, I checked the other videos released by uh, Nintendo and Pokemon Company for Pokemon Sword and Shield, and I didn't see anything else too suspect, so I guess it's just 
that video. But anyway, pretty, I mean, pretty uh, concerning. Let yourselves be known that Dynamax is a piece of shit. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I seriously, I, I hate it because especially if Dynamax is being included and at the loss of other Pokemon, yeah, nobody would take that trade. Right. I don't think anybody would give a fuck about Dynamax if it meant that they were losing it on other Pokemon. Well, you are picking up one very important thing here by giving up all those other Pokemon. So yeah. if you're willing to give up, here's the thing. If you're willing to give up 500 Pokemon that you're, that you're not going to be able to play in this game, at least not right away, okay, yeah. we'll give you an evolution for Farfetch'd. You're fucking welcome. <sighs> <laughs> because that shit is happening. It was never wanted. I don't think anyone yeah. ever gave a Isn't fuck. Is that ridiculous? I just, like I Farfetch'd was never a Pokemon that anyone was super psyched about. Yeah, yeah. I don't think. I mean, I'm sure there's a couple diehard fans about Farfetch'd, but like nobody goes. Remember that one like weird ass Pokemon that smacked things with a leak? Yeah, I was gonna say. Does let's get him a fucking. Yeah. Uh, let's get him a fucking evolution. No, nobody fucking said that. Yeah. He's got no, a full-on Spanish onion now. Yeah, like, why? Like, no point. <laughs> There's really no point. Like, there oh were some God. Pokemon that got, like, these, like, unveiling uh, things, like Onyx yeah, yeah. became, got the Steelix uh, evolution when right. the uh, stones started going rampant, right? Yeah. And the new types started coming out. And that, that was kind of cool. But, like, of all of them far-fetched... <laughs> That's just, like, the dumbest choice in my mind. I don't know. Maybe I'm just, like, because I don't really give a fuck about so Farfetch. It's weird. Like, I, I don't know. There, there's some there's some really obvious ones that are being left out here, and then, and then Farfetch'd is somehow the one making it in. Like, um, uh, like Golem. Uh, well, Golem has evolutions leading up to Golem. Yeah, yeah. All of his evolutions are gone. Hypno. Um, some really obvious ones. Some of the starters from Gen 2 I'm seeing, actually, uh... So like, to- uh, what was the little firebird? Was it? It's not Togepi, no. It's um, no, that's the thing. I think Quilava was the uh, Chick uh, Chikorita's out and his Ch- evolutions. Okay. Looks like Dratini is out. Okay. And his evolutions, like evolutions, as uh, they're out as in not in. They're not in. They're not in. Like, like Dragonite's not in there. What about uh, Magikarp? Magikarp, I thought I saw Girados is in there. I, I don't see him right now in the Gen 1. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's in there. Magikarp, Girados, they're both in there. Oh, sure. Yep. Uh, oh, I got a message. From Adam? I think so. What's he doing? Okay, repeat that again. Uh, Adam just texted. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> what did he say? He can't even make it up his own driveway. <laughs> That's good, man. That's good. So, yeah, it's probably better that he didn't come here. Yeah, the roads are pretty slushy, man. They're pretty bad out there. So, yeah, anyway, uh, Dexit. Big controversy going on right now. I don't think it's going to hurt sales of the Pokemon game. I'm sure there's still millions of copies that are pre-ordered, including mine. Uh, so I may not get to pick it up right off the bat. We'll just kind of wait and see if I have a chance to even play it this upcoming weekend. Um, I, I've, been, I've been deep, deep, deep into Orna, man. Like, I'm, I'm going hard on Orna, uh, trying to make it into the regional top. Wait, was there a pre-order bonus for Pokemon? Uh, good question. Let me check it real quick. Okay, so for pre-order bonuses, we do have a few here. I'll just go ahead and list them off. This is coming from GameSpot. Uh, So Amazon has a $10 credit going for Prime members only for pre-ordering one of the games and a gold-studded leather case DLC for pre-ordering the double pack. I don't know what that means. Gold-studded leather case? But it's DLC. But it's DLC. I I don't get that. So maybe it's like... 
an item in the game? Maybe. What would it hold though? The Pokedex itself? I don't know. You have like a fine leather case that holds Maybe your you Pokedex. Maybe you get to walk around like a badass with a like a leather briefcase. Like a Merce. But it's like it's No, full. it's like a Merce. It just hangs around your neck. Oh my god. <laughs> uh Best Buy has a ten dollar credit going. My Best Buy members only. Creating an account is free. Uh collectible coin for pre ordering the double pack again i don't know if that's physical or digital or what for gamestop double-sided wall poster for pre-ordering a double pack meh walmart keychain featuring all three starter pokemon for pre-ordering the double pack that could actually be cool if it's like a like a <sighs> ceramic ceramic i'll just uh, go to fucking etsy and get one yeah 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 go to etsy uh pokemon center um oh the, the which are, there's very few of you get a free keychain plush featuring one of the game starters so there's no pokemon centers anywhere near us though New York. Uh, I thought Toronto was getting one. Uh, they should, but I don't think they have one yet. Or when, we, there, when we talked or about there it before. Pe- there was a petition for it, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I think when we talked about it before, it just, I, I think, think I said it just makes sense. There so. we go. Um, so anyway, yeah, all the pre-order bonuses uh, coming out for that. Cool. Um, so yeah, that's Pokemon Sword and Shield. So I guess we'll do like a little bit of a play first impression slash review on it once it comes out. I don't know uh, if I'm going to get it at this point. I'm a little... Yeah. I'm a little... Not pissed, and it's not because of this whole thing, but yeah, it's just like there's a couple factors. I don't really think I have the time. Yeah, the, I mean, okay, here's time the, I don't have like at all. Like I'm, I should playing. rephrase that. I am probably going to get it. Yeah, but I am probably not going to get it in time for a review. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably not either. So we'll, we'll maybe just do a rundown of what the reviews are saying about it once it comes out, and maybe you know, review of the reviews, <laughs> community impressions. Uh, yeah, and we'll review the reviewers. So. I mean, I, I like I'm I'm a cave, right? Yeah. There's a very real possibility I may cave. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna wait for the hype. Yeah, I don't know. Not like, part of me, it. I don't know. Part of me really wants the game because I know how much fun I'm gonna have. But uh, the other part of me is like, I just don't have the fucking time. Yeah, it's all gonna come down to time, man. I don't know. I'm still too deep into Orna to worry about it. <laughs> like, Orna is the one thing pulling your attention. Oh yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, yeah I, gotta, I gotta pick up Star Sector. Is what I want to. Star pick up. Sector. Yeah. In fact, we talked about it last week. Um, we can toss that in here. Um, Star Sector, you just showed me the, the sort of gameplay review video. Yeah, from, by... Uh, um, who was that? Oh, shit. Yeah, look okay. it up. Look it up. I'll keep going. Gonna, but yeah. the game looks absolutely Seth, insane. And it looks... It just looks very smart. So everything that you do in the game, all the, all the systems and the way they interact, it was really impressive to see how thoughtful everything was in the game. So especially when it got down to, like, you know, building your own civilization and running <laughs> it off of an illegal AI and any AI rebels against you yeah. so, uh, a la uh, Space Odyssey. Yeah. So, uh, okay. So <laughs> uh, his YouTube handle, the guy who did the review is Seth uh, Zintach. You spell it out. Yeah. Because it's a play on Zinch, I believe. Uh, so it's uh, S-S-E-T-H-T-Z or Z for you American listeners. E-E-N-T. T A C H. Yeah, I fully enjoyed his if you, review. If of the you game. type in Star Sector, it's gonna be the first one that comes up. Yeah, actually, up. when we typed it in, Star Sector is one word, and then uh, it was the very first video that popped yeah. up on the bottom left for yeah. us. So yeah, yeah, uh, look, looks brilliant. Review. His reviews are always entertaining. So I wish I could kind of sum up what it's about, but I mean, it's essentially it's a space combat okay. game. Yeah, I could I could actually do the yeah, yeah. summation. Okay, yes. so it's um, a top down um, kind of uh, isometric uh, space combat game yeah. but uh take all like the mechanics of uh mountain blade warband okay. so where you're building up your own forces and you have the ability to run your own faction and stuff like that and work for the factions to earn money yeah same thing so if you liked uh mountain blade warband and you like space shit uh this is 100 yeah. percent something for you to take a look at it plays like oh boy um 
Space Pirates and Zombies. So if you yeah. ever played Space Pirates and Zombies and you're like, wow, I wish this was more like Mountain Blade, bam, there you go. Well, and it looks like it's a it's a single-player game, but it is it is a persistent world that it takes place in. So with economies built into well, it. Well, yeah, it's like persistent that. on your file, I think. Yeah, right? yeah. So like it's, yeah. But it's got a lot of stuff. Yeah. Uh, a lot, a lot of stuff. It And because of the factions in there, when we were watching a video of it, it almost looks like a game that is like, multiplayer or online like the way that oh well, yeah the yeah battles were happening and ever how it was it, interacting it is very similar to uh mountain blade like you'll mountain blade you'll always get messages about people going to war with each other making yeah. peace uh starting up battles shit like that it's the same thing and i thought so, it was pretty brilliant uh one of the systems in there is about like smuggling items and trying to sell things in the black market yeah and this was a cool part of the video where they talk about how uh, there was a guy who he it was the it was the player right yeah. he ejected he had like crates full of heroin or something <laughs> and then the police were coming up yeah the space police were coming up behind him yeah. so he ejected the crates thinking like oh like this is my workaround mm-hmm. and then and then so they board the ship they search the ship and they say oh well you're clean everything's good but before they left they say oh but just so you know we did a scan of the nearby surroundings that found all these crates full of heroin and we know they're not yours but we're gonna take him we're gonna confiscate him and destroy him anyway and. Uh, <laughs> It's just so brilliant that like yeah. the guys who made the game thought of that. You know what I mean? That these guys, that that, that this faction, this NPC faction, of the game is so resourceful and smart that they figured out your game and 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 sort of beat you to the punch. But then I like that you can kind of manipulate uh, the in-game systems as well by bribing different factions and by yes. bribing governments and stuff. Uh, it's just uh, and it's cool that there's a black market and a legitimate market. Uh, but obviously the taxation seemed quite high on the legitimate yeah. market, which will definitely. You know, so I, I guess it would just be a longer game to play if you did the legitimate market in the game versus Probably. the black market. But it's w- something worth checking out. So I say go check it out. Yeah, yeah. So this is Star Sector we're talking about now. So yeah. go check that out. I, I, I'm going to check it out for fifteen bucks, dude. Yeah, yeah. no, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm definitely picking up a copy. Great deal. Lots of mod content out there too. So for modders or people who like modding games, <laughs> tons of mod content out there. It looks like, like. The hammer on the spaceship. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there was one spaceship that was just like shaped like a hammer and it was just swinging around destroying. Yeah, it looked, like, it looked like it was like a attachment that you get like a weapon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was pretty cool though. It looked yeah. pretty cool. Um, cool. So that's Star Sector. Wow, man, we're covering covering these games fast. So. <laughs> Other other news beats. Uh, I thought we could cover the Google Stadia launch yes. lineup uh, that just got announced. Because I've actually got. I think I'm going to be getting. I think I get access to it this month, this or next month, right? Uh, it is I, this month, November. Just, okay, so this is crazy. It's November nineteenth, and then November twelfth, which is tomorrow, is Disney Plus. So I got to yeah. sign up for that tonight. There's something else on the 18th. Oh, Pokemon. next week, Mandalorian. Isn't it? Isn't it this week? I thought it was on the twelfth. Well, it comes out the twelfth, but by next week we can review it. Oh yeah. So our goal will be to get through it by by next week. If I don't get through it by next week, that would be bad it's only on ten me. Episodes. How many? It's only ten episodes. I think. Yeah, eight episodes. Eight or, or ten episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's so be I mean, like, if watch. if I didn't get through the Mandalorian, something's wrong. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they, yeah, honestly, this is maybe the best new Star Wars video content that we've had in a long one. We hope. Yeah, since Rogue One, maybe. We hope. Yeah, yeah or since Han Solo. So, Cool. Yeah. So that'll be that'll be awesome, and uh, hopefully it's good enough that it kind of makes up for however good or bad nine turns out to be. Who 
so. I just read something that was a little distressing, literally on my phone. Really? What, yeah, what did you read? About how uh, what Ryan Johnson did uh, let Abrams uh, let him feel like he could do more with it. I'm like, oh man, any lesson you take from Ro- fucking Ryan Johnson is scary. Don't admit uh, no, that. No, Abrams would have just been like, okay, Ryan, whatever you say. No, buddy. no, no. That's what he said. What? Yeah. Abrams said that? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, I should have read God. the interview more um, so I could have quoted it. But. So actually speaking of Star Wars news, we should announce on here, and I'm sure everybody's already seen it, the D.B. Uh, DB Weiss and uh, uh, Benioff version of Star Wars is dead. And it uh, pissed off gross. a lot of Game of Thrones fans that it's dead because they kind of rushed people. People, the assumption yeah, they is, rushed, yeah, they rushed Game of Thrones so yeah. they could do Star Wars, right? The assumption is they rushed it. through the end of Game of Thrones so they could do Star Wars. You know which, why it probably got fucking canned because they rushed through the end of Game of Thrones. They Star Wars like, rushed why the, the fuck end. would we yeah. ever want to do that? And uh, I mean, dude, there were there were episodes of Game of Thrones in the final season that would have been like half a season in terms of story beats earlier on, right? Yeah. Just in terms of how much they were trying to cover. Right. And uh, they could have easily gotten a f- either a full season out of that or, or a season and oh, a half out they, of that. they probably... Game of Thrones could have gone on for at least another three seasons if they kept their original pacing. Yeah. But since they sped things up... And, and, I, and, and I think botched, because they, and they botched write, it up. And, and they had to write what wasn't written yet. Well, that was, the other thing too, right? It's not even just writing what isn't written, but like as you sit on content, as you develop things... And you go back and you look at it and you edit it and you edit it. And there's a process to that. If you go faster, mistakes get made. Stupid decisions go forward. Because you don't have enough time to sit back and go, hey, remember that one night we were all doing cocaine and you came up with this idea and we totally put it in the script? Maybe we should take that out. (laughs) And like like, things that seem like a really good idea when you put them on paper, (laughs) a week later, you'll be like, I was fucking high. I can so see that too. I can so see that. Can you can you imagine the room? Like they're like they're they're like at a club or something. And yeah. Just, they're doing they're doing lines like right off the table or whatever. And you got you got Benny off there going. <laughs> okay, here's here's what we're gonna do. So final battle with the White Walkers all happens in one episode. It's two hours long. It's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be going back and forth. They're gonna be nuts. There's gonna be dragons flying overhead. Battle. Boom. 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 Battle. Dragons flying. Yeah. All of a sudden, boom. 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 Down on the ground. Fight with Jon Snow. Jon Snow's hiding. Jon Snow's not hiding. He's all over the place. Like, dude. Yeah. That would have been the best. And that's exactly. Well, like it's like. Oh, that fucking like, Somebody in the background was like, "Hey, what about like tactics that they would have employed?" Fuck that shit. Nobody's gonna pay attention to that. <laughs> It's like it's like <laughs> no look I'm moving fast they're moving fast I'm thinking fast they're thinking fast we're gonna get through this man so yeah, yeah that's exactly I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say that's exactly how Game of Thrones <laughs> was able to end the way it did so, so. Uh, I'll admit I did not actually read a lot of this uh, this uh, thing here but essentially on my Google News but I kind of I kind of like that we just made it news though yeah <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> So so I, I get a feed like everybody else on like you either got Apple News or you have like Google News true, yeah, or whatever, yeah. right? Everyone's got like some kind of fucking feed they pay attention to. And I mean, I don't give this thing a lot of credit, but uh, just really quick. So this is the title of the article. I'm going to I'm going to say who the article is by and, and it's on film is the name of the site. What? On film? No, just film, I think. Just film.com? It's just fucking called film. I don't know. Well, you gotta you gotta be legit to be called that because they probably had to buy that URL off somebody. I gotta find domain. out if this is actually the site's name or just some weird header. Anyway, um, the the article is J.J. Abrams ventured out of his comfort zone with Star Wars: Rise of the Skywalker, thanks to Ryan Johnson, and uh, this is written by Ethan Anderson or sorry, Anderton. That's, that's bullshit, not, no Ethan S. Anderton. That's bullshit. It's uh, not no, true. hold on a second though. Let's let's find out what the actual name of this site. Okay, fine. We'll give you a chance, Ethan Anderton. Uh yeah, it's, it's 
backslash film. So I guess the site's just called film. Okay. Well, whatever. It's kind of a interesting fucking... Is there an interview in there from JJ? Is that why he's saying that? I'm assuming so. Is that why he's saying those awful things? Uh, we should oh, mention... oh, 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 oh. Uh, Total Film. Oh, okay. I think is the site's name. So we should mention, too, that the Ryan Johnson trilogy for Star Wars is still on. It is confirmed to still be in development uh, by Ryan Johnson himself. Okay. Oh, here's a, here's a direct quote we have that kind of explains this. Uh, so this is JJ's quote, I believe. Uh, on this one, I let myself be, at least in the in the way I was approaching the thing, freer. Okay? In Episode 7, I was adhering to a kind of approach that felt right for Star Wars in my head. Uh, it was about finding a visual language, like shooting on locations and doing practical things as much as possible. And we continued that in Episode 9. But I also found myself doing things that I'm not sure I should, I would have been as daring to do on episode seven. Uh, then yep. he goes on to say, Ryan helped remind me that uh, that's why we're on these movies, not to just do something that you've seen before. I won't say that I felt constrained or limited on seven, but I found myself wanting to do something that felt more consistent with the original trilogy than not. And on nine, I found myself feeling like I'm just going to go for it a bit more. You know, this is to me, that statement is screaming I've also put creatures in my film whose space udders were going to milk and drink their delicious colored milk. That's what I just heard. And that's disturbing to me. And I sincerely hope that JJ doesn't do that. <laughs> oh, it's very concerning. Yeah, no, it's just like, I don't know, man. Well, do you know how we got into this? We were talking about Stadia. Yeah, we were talking about Stadia. Okay, I'll go ahead and timestamp Stadia for this, though. Yeah. <laughs> Officially. So, we'll... so, because this is exactly where we start yeah. talking about the lineup. So, the initial launch lineup of Google Stadia is going to be Assassin's Creed Odyssey. No surprise. Great game. Great game. I have not played it, but uh, <laughs> great it game. It looks great. Uh, <laughs> no, I've, I've, play it, I've heard a lot of actual I'll play it on, I'll play it on Stadia. It. Yeah. Uh, Destiny 2. Yeah, no one's surprised about that. Guilt, spelled G Y L T. This sounds like a proprietary. Is that is that like their own game? Mm-hmm. Up? Just Dance 2020. Oh, thank the gods. A game called Kine, or Keen, which is K-I-N-E. Mortal Kombat 11. So good fighting game to kick it off. Red Dead Redemption 2. Hot on the heels of the PC release. Samurai Showdown. Interesting. <laughs> that would make it. Of course, SNK is in there. SNK gets in on every launch. They're like, we're fucking there, buddy. Uh, um, all I'm finding for guilt is games, interaction, and learning technologies. What is it? Uh, it says games, interaction, and learning technologies. Guilt. What is that? I don't know. Okay, whatever. And uh, a game called Thumper, which I'm not familiar with. It's probably about a, a rabbit who thumps on the ground, most likely. Uh, Tomb Raider Definitive Edition is going to be there. Rise of the Tomb Raider 20-year celebration edition. Cool. I guess. Making a face. I'm not sure what that means. Shadow of the Tomb Raider Definitive Edition. Oh, okay, cool. Was it Rise of the Tomb Raider? Wasn't that like a more recent one? Yeah, so there was a, the Rebirth. So Shadow is the last of them. Yeah. There's three. It's yeah. a trilogy so Tomb Raider far. Definitive so Edition. Far. Rise yeah. of the Tomb Raider 20-year celebration edition. So maybe there's just an older Tomb Raider game included with that or something. I don't know. That's weird. It's not 20 years <laughs> old. It's like two years old. Yeah. Uh, and then it says, it says in here, and this is on IGN, it says Destiny 2 The Collection will be the first free game offered through Stadia Pro. Google subscription service that costs nine ninety nine a month. Um, so I guess that's just going to be the official first release for it. I, I don't know what that means, though, because they're saying these are all day one. Yeah, so that's the one thing that I'm a little confused on, because to my understanding, this is working like Netflix, where you have access to all of their games, 
with their subscription, or you purchase things. Or you pr- oh, that's what it is because it says so that this one's included with the subscription as opposed to a purchase, which coming up will include uh, Borderlands Three, Metro Exodus, Final Fantasy Fifteen, and Cyberpunk uh, Twenty Seventy Seven. Yeah. So those will be games that you purchase outright. But I thought that those were going to be part of their subscription model. No, no. In fact, there's a bunch more games listed down below that you just purchase via Stadia, which is... Oh, they were very misleading. Yes, they were. They were. So Attack on Titan 2 Final Battle. Borderlands 3 is on there, of course. Darksiders Genesis. That's interesting. Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2. Farming Simulator 19. Final Fantasy 15. Football Manager 2020. Ghost Recon Breakpoint, which did not do so well... In its initial release, Grid, Metro Exodus, NBA 2K20, Rage 2, Trials Rising, so you've got one indie title, or pseudo-indie title, no. and uh, Wolfenstein Youngblood. Cool. Which I don't know what that is. So, uh, you haven't played the new Wolfenstein game? That's the third. It's the third one. Youngblood's the second one of the remakes. No, no, it's got to be the third. The second one was uh, New Sentinel, Sentinel Trial, what was it, Giant, what, I forget what it I'm just making all that up. I can't remember what it was called. Doesn't matter. We're moving on. <laughs> so anyway, that's the Google Stadia launch lineup, uh, as reported by by IGN, and I'm sure it's on Google Stadia's website as well. In fact, I'm on there, and it is a series of pictures that I don't want to try and interpret. So that's why I just read it. Yeah. Instead. Uh, so I gotta do a little more research there uh, because that is a little disheartening. You're getting hear. screwed, bro. Well, I mean, I'm not surprised. Yeah, the idea was originally, and how I interpreted this, and I'm sure how you interpreted this, was that you pay for a subscription service, whether it's well, $9.99 well, that's or the thing. On, on the page where I did my thing, yeah. it said, here's a bunch of games that are coming to the service via subscription. Yeah. So I don't know how the fuck I was misled inappropriately there, because that sounds like pretty accurate if, to what I thought it, it was If it turns out be. to be the case where most of the content for this is purchase only, on Google Stadia, and Pro is like its own thing and only offers Destiny 2 as an example, that will kill this. That will kill No, it, it won't kill it. It will kill it. No, it won't. Absolutely. Why wouldn't I just buy a fucking PlayStation that does a lot more than Google Stadia? So, uh, remember I was talk about some stuff about when we talk about Red Dead? Oh, okay, okay. We'll so, get to it then. same thing. We'll same to thing is going to be talked about I'll get there. just as angry when we bring it up yeah, during Red will. Dead then. Yeah, yeah. I'll get, I'll, oh, I'll be so pissed. I'll be so pissed. Yeah. So, get ready for that. Uh, so, anyway, that's all the news items I actually have to go over right now. Nice. That's it. Round zero. Fight. Yeah, while I was saving off what we've done so far, getting ready for the next segment here. So we actually were talking about what we're going to do for episode no, 60 don't talk and 69. About it. Don't oh, talk about it. It's going to be a surprise? Yeah. Let me just say, you're going to want to tune in for episode 69. It's a yeah. big deal. It's a real big deal for Road Geek Official Podcast, and we are proud to roll out episode 69. <laughs> so 68, though, is definitely going to be about The Mandalorian, so just a heads up there. So yeah, yeah. The Expanse. So this was a show well, that... we that, hope it's going to be about The Mandalorian. What's that? We hope it's going to be about The Mandalorian. It, it's going to be The Mandalorian, yeah. <laughs> we'll let Adam know. He's got he's to get on board. Uh, yeah. And then, um, yeah, so I'm just pulling up The Expanse right now just so I can speak to all the actors and everyone because some of the actors kind of surprised me. I watched it for maybe like three... I was like three episodes in before I realized... Some of the actors? <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm thinking, like, why does the guy... And he he doesn't start off as the main, but he kind of slowly becomes the main, uh, which is uh, Stephen Strait. Uh, he's playing yes. uh, James Holden. Holden yeah. uh, so he's an Earther executive officer on the Canterbury, later the captain of the Rasa Cant. So, and uh, this guy... What's that? Rasa Nante. <laughs> oh, is that, what's it? Rasa yeah, Nante, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, it means, said, a work, like, means a workhorse, I think, in Spanish. Oh, does it, really? Yeah. What is yeah. it? Rasanante? Is it Latin? Greek? I think it's Spanish. 
Oh, it's Spanish? I think so. Okay. That's they weird. talk about it. Oh, when, do they really? When they name it. I don't know that. Have you not gotten to that part yet? I don't think so. You haven't gotten to the Rocinante? No, I've I've definitely gotten to the Rocinante. Oh, because yeah. that's when the they, ship they've they, commandeered, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. When they when they get it, they yeah. talk about it. It's yeah, yeah. name. Yeah. I like it, how they Am- just... Amos names it. Yeah, yeah. But this guy, he actually played Delay in ten thousand BC. Stephen Strait. Yeah. And yeah. that was the, that was I think the only thing I ever saw him in beforehand. But I, I was thinking he was so familiar. Mm-hmm. And uh, and yeah, he came from uh, ten thousand BC. That was a uh, uh, one of those big epic. Yeah. You know, like over the top, whatever films where yeah. he's just battling beasts the whole time, and I don't know. The, the, it ended. Uh, he he was fighting someone, and they were bit, like building the pyramids. So they were fighting amongst the pyramids or whatever. Right. Yeah. That was the one where uh, who did that? Wasn't that Gibson did that one? Uh, it was. No, that's Apocalyptica. I'm thinking of ten thousand uh, BC. No, it's one of those big. Ah, uh, who is it? Roland Emmerich. It was Roland Emmerich. So yeah, he's the guy yeah. who does like all the big disaster films. Uh, right yeah 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 so like like i think he did like 2012 and yeah what was the one where, where la that's right the big earthquake what was that one san andreas with the rock yeah, i think that was yeah, roland yeah, emmerich yeah, as well yeah, yeah. yeah so anyway that's all the films he does uh however this guy also those are actually fun films to watch though oh dude they're amazing films to watch they're total yeah. popcorn flicks yeah so it, and i think i think that's something that's becoming somewhat underrated these days so Popcorn like, I, yeah, 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 and 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 what we've seen recently is especially with like the MCU films and a proliferation of that kind of film, and now obviously Avengers Endgame becoming the largest film of all time, just based on dollars earned, not not adjusted for inflation, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that people actually do really enjoy these kind of films and flock to them in droves. Uh, did you see the thing where Martin Scorsese came out against MCU films? I think it was Scorsese and Coppola. Makes so, sense. Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong, but do. I'm not going to look it up. Why? What was their beef? Uh, they were just saying like they're not real films. Like they didn't they didn't call them like real dramas or real films. Well, they're not. Okay, well, first off, they're real films. You can't really yeah. say that they're not. They're not like films as art. No, films as entertainment. Yes, but I mean, on the same token, I'm not sure The Departed, which is one of my favorite films of all time, Scorsese flick. So I'm not sure that's art. Like it's brilliant. It's entertaining. It's yeah. smart. So the yeah. acting and it's unbelievable. The direction is second to none. However. I don't even know if I'd call that art, right? Because it's at the end of the day, it's it's like a thriller. It's like a drama. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's hard to say. A lot of that's just posturing, right? Because you can't you can't really say that. You can't say something's not film because you don't think it's film. Because what you think is film and what I think is film are totally different things. And don't get me wrong, Scorsese, in my mind, phenomenal filmmaker. Oh, that, one of the greats. Yeah, one of yeah. the greats for sure. But problem here is that. There are a lot of shitty movies out there that I know completely change people's lives. And I would still say that those are films, even though they're not films that I would watch. They are films that they would die for. So, I mean, like, the MCU ones are... It's and it's, it's fun to take them down a peg because they're popular. And that's what it feels like all of that kind of thing is. Which, in my mind, is super petty of you to do. That's like... when Okay, when remember when everyone was like... Oh, Avatar, when that came out, it's just uh, Fern Gully and stuff like that. Yeah, you're not wrong. Story-wise, right. not a not a huge leap, yeah. but, but a technical marvel. Oh, dude. And you can't say that it's a bad Fern, film. Fern Gully was fucking good. Like, yeah, I would yeah. say that was art. Yeah. Totally. But, uh, but I mean, what, I'm, what I'm talking about, though, is when it comes down to like a movie like Avatar, and when it did so well, you cannot say that it's not a good movie because the numbers don't really lie. <laughs> 
Yeah, so basically Scorsese says, nothing is at risk. The pictures are made to satisfy a specific set of demands, and they are designed as variations on a finite number of themes. Scorsese further wrote, uh, that's the nature of modern film franchises. Market researched, audience tested, vetted, modified, revetted, and remodified until they're ready for consumption. But does that necessarily make a better movie or a worse movie? And does that necessarily compromise the artistic vision of making something that people enjoy? I don't think so. Um, what if What if the vision is, I just want to make a film that people enjoy? Yeah. And yeah. that might be it. Like, there's nothing wrong with having a feel-good film. Yeah. And doing putting in the money and research to do it. Sure. I mean, d- does it feel like it's an artistic expression at that point? No. No, yeah. I don't think so at all. But and, and if that's what your your view of what film is, then sure, those are not films. Yeah. But at the same time, like I said, uh, I think that that's kind of a stupid hill to die on because at it the is. end of the day, yeah. really all it comes down to is, did you like the movie? Do you feel that you got something out of it? If the answer is yes, then yeah, it was a good movie. If the answer is no, then it was not a good movie. Right. right. To you, yeah. right? Yeah. And that's what it comes it, down it to. It has to be subjective. So, I mean, yeah. That's part, of the, that's part of the whole art thing. Is there a hollowness that comes with market research and stuff like that? I mean, if you want to fight the man, well, sure. I mean, we've saw, we saw it play out maybe with a couple of the MCU films. They tried to, it, for the early sequels, they were simply trying to duplicate the success of the originals versus yeah. just making their own films. I look at like Iron Man 2 and even Iron Man 3 to some extent yeah. as being that way. Thor, Thor Dark, Dark World. Dark yeah, World, yeah, yeah. So where they're just, they're trying to well, duplicate mean, the success versus just doing <laughs> their own thing. But what they, what's that? Thor one wasn't fantastic either, but whatever. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it wasn't as bad as two, right? Yeah. And then, uh, and then what they found is just actually giving them their own look and feel for each film. Is actually, actually, I really like good. two more than one. Now that I think about it, yeah, probably. You're, yeah. I think you're right. I think one, you're right. one was just too campy. Yeah, like I, the campy movies are fine, but like it just felt hollow. It didn't feel like a Thor movie. It felt like they were still finding. Well, Thor. The, the conflict was: is he worthy or is he not worthy? Whatever. Yeah, whatever. So Heroes, obviously, he's going to be worthy. The Hero's Journey. That's all it was. It was Star Wars yeah, and yeah. whatever. <laughs> It was. It was. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, let's see. So I guess we'll get over that then and just talk about the expanse. We got into this because I was talking about the guy who played uh, Delay. So yeah. from from 10,000 BC in a Roland Emmerich film. Right. So, however, there's actually a lot more to say. Um, yeah. So this show, uh, obviously, it's a it's a sci-fi show. It's actually on uh, Amazon Prime. There, it's in season three right now. Is that right? I think it's in season. F- well, they're on. They're working on four. They're working on four. Three, I think, is done. And uh, definitely a really cool fucking premise to kind of kick this off. So I love the idea of this is uh, the story is picking up in kind of advanced. Sorry, four drops, I think, this month, doesn't it? Oh, does it really? This or next month, yeah. Nice. Nice. Well, I got to get caught up soon then. Yeah. So anyway, I'm I'm really trying to pay attention, though, like we talked about. So yeah, yeah, pretty brilliant, though. I love that it's starting off where there's already multiple factions that are in tension with one another. So this takes place in an advanced future where where Earth, I don't know, what is it it called? You want me to lay out the foundation of the world for you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, so. So it's it's not really spoilers. No, 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 no. This is kind of like what the setup is, yeah. Yeah. So uh, Earth uh, is pretty much exactly what you think it is. Uh, Earth. <laughs> yeah, and it's like but futuristic, it's, futuristic yeah, yeah. cities. So, yeah. so some of the cool things is a little bit of information that you are ne- not necessarily fully privy to yet, but you'll kind of hear about as the series goes on. Uh, everyone on Earth, uh, Earth is ruled by the UN at this yeah. point. Yes, it is. Effectively, yeah, yeah. or led by the UN. And the UN also has their own space force to defend Earth. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The UN is the central government, effectively, of Earth. Effectively. Everyone on Earth doesn't necessarily have work this is a little bit extra shit just kind of for fun. Yeah. Most people are actually on um, 
basic universal basic income. Yeah. And the reason for that is because there's so many fucking people on Earth that they just don't have jobs. Yeah. They don't have enough work for people to and do. And destitution is actually widespread. They it, refer a couple times. One of the characters on the ship, one of the crew members, uh, actually comes from Baltimore. And he's talking yes. about like what a cesspool Baltimore is, right? Yes. So it's just it's interesting to hear that in this bright and shiny future, there are places that are just absolutely awful. Yeah. Um, and it's just, a lot of it's because people just don't have anything that they can do in their lives. Right. And, uh, and of course, like, you know, these conditions just spiral out of control as more people. Actually, that's really smart because, you know, we look at something like Star Trek where it's a very positive outlook on the future where everyone, you know, presumably has a purpose in in the world they inhabit at that point. And then a more realistic version of this is a world where like, yeah, there is a universal basic income and, uh, and people don't all have a purpose. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like some of them, it's not that they don't want to work, but like they have to enter in lotteries to get jobs. Right. And that's random. It's yeah. like you you may study and study and study your whole life to become a doctor, but if you don't get selected, you don't do anything. Yeah, if there's a thousand other people who possess the same scores and abilities as yeah. you, exactly. Then... Oh no, it's not even necessarily that. Like it's like there's a like a an, like a, a threshold you have to hit, and yeah. then you're viable for the lottery. Gotcha. Right. Gotcha. And then it's like good luck. Yeah. But yeah, no. So they talk about later on in the series, you actually kind of see uh, areas of Earth that are like that. So that's kind of oh, fun. Oh, interesting. You'll, okay. you'll see it. So it's, it's cool. Yeah, because so far all I've seen is New York, and yeah. uh, it's bright and shiny. That's because you're not seeing the street level of that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, even in New York, same same. Yeah, stuff. so far, yeah, just the penthouses. Yeah, so um, anyway, not really something worth getting on to, but uh, the other big faction is Mars. Yes. Where everyone is, everyone definitely has a job on Mars, yep. uh, and Mars is, they're all working to make Mars into a new Earth. Yeah, and uh, they're very sort of military focused in their in their endeavors. Uh, everybody who lives on Mars does a cycle of uh, military service. Okay, um, so not dissimilar to like how like North Korea. Well, they make a comment maybe in episode two or three that they didn't realize until more recently that the entire economy, the entire machine of Mar- of the Mars economy, was actually set up to to advance uh, the military pursuits. So my understanding is they have. More advanced military weapons. That's not a hundred percent true, but that is well. What, what they're, what they're true, asserting yeah. early on is that they have more advanced weapons, yes. and soldiers, but fewer of them. Yes, so they are they are like the like the Spartans of space, right? Right, right. And, and you get that sense early on from yes. uh, one of the characters in the show. Uh, a lot of that stems from uh, Mars was the ones that actually invented the uh, drive that like their surge drive, the one that kind of like moves their ships through space a lot faster. I'm trying to find that actress here. Um, so she's actually a boxer from New Zealand. I can't remember what her name is exactly, but she plays the sort of Spartan type character. And uh, she's built too. Like she looks tough as hell. Sorry, wait. Because uh, you're talking about a character, but I'm thinking of a different one, I think. What is the name of the character you're talking about? Oh, I can't remember. Yeah, she's she's early, early, early on in the series. Okay, not the one um, I'm thinking of then. Yeah, Because yeah, I'm thinking I mean, of uh, Roberta Draper, who you haven't seen yet. No, that that's not who I'm thinking of, no. And then um, I'm actually looking through the list of cast here, trying to see who it is, and, and her name is not popping out at me, which is a problem. So I think I think we'll have to come back to it. Okay. <laughs> so that's my um, bad. But anyway, yeah. So funny name uh, Mars has for the people of Earth. They call them takers. Okay. Because they take the uh, handouts and stuff like that. Right. So there's a lot of resentment that kind of flows that way. Uh, but the third faction uh, is kind of an interesting faction. They're known as the Belt. Um, yeah, the Belters. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. The Belters are really people who work within the Belt. Which, you know, there's a belt in our asteroid system. And the idea is that they do things from, like, harvesting water from uh, ice rock. And they also do a lot of, like, mineral uh, pr- um, 
refinement and uh, and production based off of the actual yeah. asteroids. I got I got the impression that they were they're like a workforce. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. maybe 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 they were like resource rich or something like that. But. Resource rich, but they but the thing is that all of those resources go back to Earth or right. Mars. So that's so they need they need buyers. Yeah, so the whole thing is that they well that's the case the belt is not is actually pretty run down because they are effectively the workforce of Earth and Mars. And there's a faction of the belt uh, known as the OPA. Uh, and they are the representatives, kind of, of the belt. But in like the eyes of a lot of people on Earth and on Mars, they see the OPA as terrorists, uh, even though the OPA claims that they're freedom fighters. So there's a lot of interesting tension that happens there too. Uh, the character I was referring to, by the way, is uh, played by Frankie Adams. Yeah. So that's the actress. So she plays uh, Roberta Bobby W. Draper. Yeah. So okay. Roberta Draper, yeah, 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 that's what I said. Oh, that's what you said. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She's yeah, the know. Martian Marine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's badass. Yeah, she's a badass. Total yeah. badass. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, she plays some really cool stuff later on. You'll get to. Uh. <clears throat> so that's kind of like the, uh, kind of like the situation of the world. So those three factions, kind of vying for, I don't want to say control, yeah. but like uh, representation, I suppose you could say. Yeah, yeah, and then where the story picks up is kind of following uh, a, f- a few different a few different threads. But one of the main threads is obviously the crew of the ship, this commandeered ship, yeah, uh, which includes there. Stephen Strait, aka Jim Holden, uh, Cass Anvar, aka Alex Kamal. He's kind of the pilot or the yep. captain. Yep. of the he's ship. Actually, he's from Mars. Yeah, yeah, and it, but this is the crew on the ship is made up of like defectors it's from like, like multiple. It's an yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I guess they're not defectors. They're just no. people who've decided to kind of stay outside. They're all the, working the, on the, the conflict. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're staying on on the outside of the conflict, but because they're working on the fringes of the conflict, their 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 motivations are free to sort of shift and change depending yes. on on what they think the mission is, right? Yeah. So, like, they're trying to find one of the crew members' daughters who's in, 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 enrolled in a program uh, regarding a, a race of super creatures that are made with this molecule, this proto molecule. Wow. Okay. Wait. How far are you in? Uh, like five episodes. You're not five episodes in. Maybe I'm further. I don't know. Are you starting from season two? No, I'm in season one. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. All right. Because you're talking about stuff that does not come into the game till way later. Oh. No, no, it's got to be season one. No, I don't think so. It's got to be. So season season one starts with um, uh, there's a spy embedded on a ship, and there's a politician, and she has dirt on another politician. No, and... that's season two. God damn it. Are you serious? Yeah, you've been watching from season two. Stop it. No, I'm dead serious. Stop it. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, no, because it originally starts with them on the camp. So when the I went to Prime, when I opened up Prime on the TV. You went to season two. There, there's just a button for Prime on the TV, so I pressed the button. Yeah. And it's like the first thing that pops up, and I just selected it, and I yeah. assumed it would go nope. from the first that was season. season two. What the fuck? Stop it, man. No, I'm dead serious. All right, so what you're going to have to do Dude, is- Dude, I am gonna, so pissed right you're now. You're going to have to- um, Oh god damn it! What's no, you know what? I'll, I'm good. I'm good. No, I, no. I like the show, so I'll start yeah. in season one. Go back to season. I'm one. I'm just gonna stop where I am. Yes. Go back to season one. Watch the whole thing, and then pick up where I left. Yeah, off. So you're going to. What's the What's the phrase? Oh, there's a fun phrase for this. Oh god, I can't remember the director's name. God damn! I, I'll watch all this shit. God damn it! Made Reservoir Dogs. Made uh, Quentin Tarantino. You have yeah, to Tarantino yeah. it. That's what. It's oh, called. oh. <laughs> yeah. You have to Tarantino your I series. I get the middle watching. of the story first. Yeah. And now I got to go back and get the beginning of the story yeah. before I get the end of the story. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. We got a Tarantino. Yeah. List. Wow. That's funny. Yeah. Dude. You, you picked up How in bizarre. A, you picked up in a fun spot, but I'm like, I'm listening to you. I'm like, I'm like, he's talking about like season two shit. I'm like, there's no shit, way he's there man. yet. Yeah. You're missing a huge piece of the puzzle. You know, there was some weird context regarding, um, 
so where I'm at in the show, that, that, po- that actually, but that speaks volumes, probably the, the show's creators that you were able to pick up at season two and yeah, somehow yeah. be locked in. Yeah. So honestly, like I, I was, I just thought they were running like full speed ahead or something. No. But uh, yeah, it was, um, it, it was weird because there were some moments with uh, one character in particular. She's acting as like a writer for a politician for his speeches and things. And yes. I felt like there was a bunch of context for that character that I just didn't have. No. She's actually um, a fresh character in season are two. Are you serious? Yeah. Then she's just really poorly written. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, no, so, you're right. She is poorly written. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, so that that was the only character out of all of them where I felt like there's something I should know. But where it picked up with everyone else, there were some things I was like, well, I don't understand why they're not explaining this more, but I just thought that this they were they've already explained answers. It. Yeah. It's because they've already explained. Yeah, because I was thinking, like, there's no way you've seen Roberta Draper yet, because she comes in at season two. Interesting. So you're coming in where a lot of other stories are picking up, huh. so it's fine because you're like, oh, okay, cool. But like, a lot of the crew of the Rosinante come from another ship called the Canterbury. So are we? Am I going to get to see like why they ended up? Jesus, yeah, breaking away. So you've actually spoiled some stuff for yourself. Oh, and they pick up right after a battle with spoiler alert here with one of the creatures. So and they're like flashing back to it. Because there was a creature on the hull of one of their ships, uh, of, of the Canterbury. Holy shit, are you coming at season three? No. No. no there's no way it's No, three. you're coming there's at season no two. There's no way it's three. There, there, it's, hey. It's, there's a, there's just, an Asian guy yeah, they're no, looking no, no, for his daughter. I know, yes. There's yeah. an Asian yeah, guy no, they're no, looking no, for his daughter. They're going to Io. Yeah, I know they're going to Io. Yeah. I know where you are. Okay. But that's definitely saying, season two? I don't think so. It might be season two. Jesus Christ, man. I think it's season two. What do they do to me? You need to go back and watch. They got me all kinds of fucking. Because you don't even know what, like, uh, you don't know what happened on Eros or anything like that. No, they keep referring to Eros. I have no idea. Oh my god! Yeah, Yeah. you're missing so much information, dude. This is so fucked. Come on, Amazon Prime. If I'm opening up my Amazon Prime and I've never watched this show before, and I click on it and it starts, why in the fuck wouldn't it start with season one, episode one? Don't know. That's dumb as fuck. It is. That's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Amazon Prime. That's needs, why you're not as good as Netflix. Amazon, Amazon, Prime. Amazon Prime needs to be. That's re- why you're not as good as it Netflix. It needs to be retooled. Because, That's because so they are, fucking they, dumb. They, yeah. That yeah. pisses me off how stupid that is. But, I mean, on the bright side, you're going to get explanations. But the, like, the, Dude, that takes, it takes so little time to tweak that. Yeah. No, I know. I know. When, when, it, when, it, when a new user comes in and they click yes. on a show they've never watched before, we're not going to start them from one, the newest season. Yeah. It's okay, so well, fucked. no, it's it's not all for naught. So it's good though that you've come in here because what's going to happen is you're going to stop where you are, yeah, and you're going to get all the information leading up to that. Yeah, and I need tons of information. So imagine I do like want a, to know what it's happened a, it's on a Eros. Season long flashback. Yeah, because there's actually time that they spend on Eros before the the Eros incident God, happens. Damn it. You're going to like it, though. You're going to like it. No, I love the show so far. So, yeah, I'm I'm interested to see. Well, yeah, because season two, it's funny, because season two is not that great. I'm interested to get some context. So so they're going to pull a uh, a colony, so weak season two. Season two was not amazing. Season three was really interesting. Yeah. Um, A lot of things happen early on in season three. I'm very interested in where it's going right Um, now. Yeah, so you 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 know a lot more about the proto molecule, which is a big question in season one. So you've got that spoiled for uh, you. Oh, and they also mentioned what's going on on Venus too, but I have no context for that. <laughs> they keep talking about they, they keep talking about Eros and Venus, and I'm just like, yeah. I have no idea what's All going right. on in either one of those. Uh, you, yeah, you have no idea. Yeah, yeah. Um. So there's a lot, and and the politicians all seem to have this information. I just thought that it was like secret information that no, wasn't supposed. to This is yet. all stuff that happens in season one. Jesus Christ, man. Yeah, oh, I, could, I could just, I could, I could fucking ask him for know, my though, money back. If there's four seasons, I think that you're actually <laughs> in season three, dude. I'm gonna hashtag the fuck out of Amazon Prime. They need, they need to hear this. This is so fucked. Like, dude, I've never watched the show before. 
Like if I go and click on the ad for the show, it, dude, and it's like front and center. When I pulled up Amazon Prime, it was the first thing. It was the banner ad on the thing, The Expanse. I click on it, and it starts on season three, episode one. You're kidding me. Oh, man, I'm going to laugh. That's dumb as fuck. Oh, yeah, totally. I'm just, I'm blown away, man. How disappointing. Anyway. You know, so, it's, it's actually kind of hilarious because whenever I look at how they do their thing, I'm like, you know, there's going to be some poor fucker who's going to start it like in the middle of something. And this is also why uh, Stephen Strait, Jim Holden didn't seem like the main character from the beginning for me because he probably played a more prominent role in season one and two. <gasps> And then at the, uh, like it just seemed like he was such a back. And okay. and the other the other concerning thing here is uh, Cass Anver who plays uh, Alex Kamal. Not a great actor. Very concerning. Oh, actually, uh, I like him. Really? Yeah. I'm not crazy about his performance, but maybe I'll like him more okay. if I see him from the beginning. Okay, oh, so we've established time in season two episode. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, this is, it's gonna be straight up Tarantino situation. Uh, so I do have to stop now and go back to the beginning note to get some context for what the hell I'm watching because there's a lot of things happening that I just need to see. Yeah, because I'm like I'm like God damn I am, them. I am pretty certain that Roberta was not in season. God one. damn them. That is so dumb. Anyway, so we'll move on here to the next topic for playing and watching. Me playing wise, all I've been into, I dude, I have my Switch out. Here's the thing: <sighs> you're gonna be disappointed in me. I have many games to play on the Switch that I need to get caught up on. Many, many games. However, I put in Breath of the Wild, and I've been playing that again, and it's still so fucking good, man. <laughs> like I just can't stop playing that damn game. So I'm just kind of exploring the world, running around, uh, exploring the areas that I haven't explored yet, using the um, uh, the path. Like it's, it's a mode in the map where you can see where you've walked. So I'm just trying to right. fill in the areas I haven't yet and looking for Korok seeds. Yeah. And I've probably spent like another three or four hours on it. It's just never going to go away. So that and Orna. Uh, Orna, I am nearing one level, level 175. Once yeah. I hit that, I'll be able to get to tier eight, which uh, once I'm an established tier eight, I'll likely be in the 100 uh, top regional people. Yeah. So still really good. But quick, that's pretty much it for me. Quick question, actually, on the Expanse. So you've seen a little bit of Christian Avasarala, right? Uh, so you're talking about the UN politician, lady with a really th- like uh, gravelly voice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Awesome Iranian actress. actress. Yeah, yeah, great actress. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's awesome in season. She's one pretty too. brilliant. She's pretty brilliant. She's uh, awesome to roll through the show, though. So that's great. Yeah. She's almost like um, the president character from uh, Battlestar Galactica. She reminds me a lot of her. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. A lot of her. Yeah, because they're like tough. Yeah, sort of the tough politician female characters who are kind of put up against like. What you would think is more than what they can handle, but she seems to handle it with grace. Oh, Avasarala uh, is a huge player. Like she can, she, she does not pull her punches. Yeah, she's kind of a badass in season yeah, two so is. far. So I'm looking forward to seeing uh, where she is in season two, season, season one. one. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah, yeah, man, cool. But that's basically it for me. And then uh, you mentioned you've been playing <laughs> Red Dead Two Online on PC. Yeah, so uh, PC version of the game has been. Uh, shaky for a lot of people. Yeah, this is what um, I've heard. So pretty much what ended up happening, this was kind of funny. Um, I ended up playing Red Dead 2 online on the release day. Okay. Because I actually had, this actually worked out really well for me. I had a doctor's appointment that I needed to go to that kind of put me at a commission uh, for like two days. Oh, you're so lucky. So I put up my feet and I played the game. Um... And the first four or five hours of the game's launch, I did not play the game because I could not get into the game. (laughs) 
Jeez. No kidding. Yeah, it was a really wow. rocky launch. Why is that? Is just not enough servers uh, available? A bunch of different stuff, essentially. So there's been a lot of people who just can't play the game. And even in my group, uh, there's two people who still have issues. One of them uh, constantly gets disconnected um, while we're playing, which really sucks for him because he will get disconnected when we're about to turn in for a mission that he's been a part of up to that point, and then he won't get the payout. Interesting. Um, one of the other gals that we play with, she is just having a lot of issues uh, making the game run smoothly, and it keeps uh, dropping her and... Uh, uh, stopping crashing her game not just the game like the desktop but like the whole computer crashes Yikes. the whole computer holy shit man so that's and, like that's uh, like graphics card related then uh no not for her no nope not for her <laughs> so what, what's crashing it uh we don't know uh so there's like a lot a of stuff so we've been doing, or something? yeah so she's been doing everything that they've been asking she's even lowered her graphics and all that to like dirt nothing she's um done verifying of the integrity of the game cache all that other fun stuff um, followed all the guides online, nothing's working for her. So That's always been the challenge with PC gaming, the sort of hidden challenges. Look, you could, you could have a good high-end PC in terms of everything you've but built there's into there's compatibility it, but, issues. Yeah, but there, there's weird little <laughs> compatibility issues. But I think for the most part, 99% of PC gamers don't run into that, but yeah. the ones who do, that that's tough, man. Yeah, it's uh, it really makes you want to blow your feet off. Yeah, but it's almost um, like getting a you know PlayStation or Xbox that's defective, which yeah. happens, yep. you know what I mean? Yeah, so I mean, like, uh, a lot of the game, though, for after, like, the hiccups and whatnot that I got through, once I actually got into the game, it plays phenomenal. Like, it's exactly what you want out of it. So, Um, look and feel similar to what you had on PS4? Better. Better. Okay, good. Good, good, good. Substantially, substantially better. Uh, The control scheme is a little bit much, but, I mean, that's not surprising coming off the heels of the PS4 where things were really convoluted. Uh, But on the PC, you know, it's spread out more on your keyboard so you can do more there yeah uh, or you can just plug in a controller and use the same controls game yeah i mean as far as ports go um uh, the back end obviously has not been fantastic because people are having so many issues yeah but i mean once things stabilize for you um it's a great port would you say it's better uh the controls on the keyboard and mouse versus Wow, yeah, you know that's a, that's a hard one to because say. the controller was extremely difficult for me. Um, I, I thought I thought okay, like was, ease of use, yeah, yeah, keyboard for sure. Okay, yeah, because the, um, the, the actual controller on PS4 when I was playing that one, um, I played like 35 hours or so of the, of the main game, and it, it was fairly difficult for me. I had I constantly had trouble with controls, and that yeah. didn't that didn't stop by the right. time I was done playing the game at that time. So like I kept shooting people completely. By accident, or yeah. holding them up completely by accident by pressing too hard on L2 or R2 or whichever one it was. Yeah, I didn't really encounter that issue myself. I mean, I know we're different gamers, though, at the same time. I shot a postman um, in his face. Yeah. Completely by accident. The, that happened. The big <laughs> thing in this game is that uh, you can play either way. The keyboard just has some inherent things that are just better about it. Though, uh, and the one thing is, like, when I go to play games like GTA, I will always have a controller on my lap. Because I'm like, okay, gotcha. if I'm going to start driving, it's always better on the controller. True. Uh, in this game, it's a little less so because the way that your things like your horse moves, um, there's in-game artificial resistance in the sense that your horse needs to turn. And when that happens, you're able to make fine-tuned adjustments without throwing your the whole thing off course. Whereas like in GTA 5, if you're using the mouse and keyboard, uh, there's 
a lot of times where you will overshoot what you intend to do in your turns and uh. stuff like that. So if you're driving a vehicle on a joystick, you can lightly lean it in one direction yeah. and your car will make that smooth transition. But on a keyboard, if you just tap A, say to go left, like if you're using WASD, um, your car may go where you want it to or it may overshoot or it may undershoot. Right. Right. So like there's like a sensitivity issue there, but with uh, Reddit Online, I have not had that issue okay. at all. Which which for, as a gamer who's played a lot of games, that's a very common fucking issue, yeah. especially with a port. This one has handled it excessively well, particularly with a horse though. Yeah, yeah, horse that's or impressive. the or the um like wagons and stuff like that. It's wild. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, it's actually really, really feels very natural on the keyboard. Well, which is good nice. on him. Good on him for, yeah. for accomplishing that. I don't know I, if I that was purpose built or if it's just uh, uh, because of the way that everything was designed in the game. But yeah, the feel the feel of the game on PlayStation, I remember, was very good. Uh, I just I just am not extremely good at games. Yeah. And the controller kept confusing me. So there's every button has kind of like multiple functions depending on uh, depending on other buttons yeah. on the controller and, and that changes yeah. depending on what you're doing in the game. Uh, so. Yeah, so like the, for things like that on the computer it's way, way easier. Yeah, yeah. Because everything has a dedicated hotkey whereas right. the where you need combo keys for a controller. Yeah. Effectively. So uh, what kind of glitches in game have other people you know been experiencing? <laughs> uh, lots. I mean, go online you'll see fucking boards oh, no, dedicated to it. I want to hear a good one. I want to hear a juicy one. Uh, most of it's crashing stuff. So yeah, there's yeah. not a lot of fun glitches in that sense. Uh, there were some fun uh, adjusting to the game problems that people get into, where they'll like smash their horse on like a low fence pole, and like nice. their character will go fucking skyrocketing. Nice. The funniest moment I had, oh. and I actually broke into tears laughing, was I was playing with my one friend, and uh, we were just screwing around. We're on this one mission, and I've been like jumping off my horse onto his so I can yeah. be lazy. Yeah, yeah. So, like, one time he was, like, riding ahead me. He's, like, you're not riding on my fucking horse this time. So, I just, like, ran my horse in the ground. I gave it, like, stimulant so it would, like, not, like, uh, lose a stam. And I caught yeah. up to him. And I'm laughing the whole time. I'm, like, I'm going to get on your horse. <laughs> I get the prompt and I smash the prompt. So, my character gets up on the horse and goes to jump to his. Yeah. As as I make that jump, a tree passed between us. <laughs> and I hit the fucking tree square the oh, fuck dude. on. My horse and his horse keep going straight. That's awesome. And he just bursts into tears, That's and we're awesome. laughing so hard because he saw the whole thing go down, of course. Because he's like, oh, this fucking That guy. is awesome. That is, so many cowboys perish that way. Yeah. So I, many. I, I must assume. Yeah, so many but, cowboys, so many outlaws. <laughs> yeah, there's some. Um, th- that's the one thing about this game. Like, There's some shitty things that Rockstar has done uh, in the game. Like, there's a paywall to content online. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, which is cushion a bit if you pre-order and you get the 50 gold because like there's three things the trader slash collector sorry the trader the collector and the bounty hunter yeah those three things require 15 gold bars to unlock each um okay. gold bars are the real life currency you can earn it in game by doing missions but yeah, you don't yeah. earn a lot you earn like decimal value right. fucking things so it takes a while to unlock or you can pay the money to unlock these things so how much is it for 15 gold bars in um, it's not much. It's like fifteen bucks. You'll get you like twenty five gold bars. Oh, but I mean, at the same time, though, I shouldn't have to be buying a game to that you just bought, and then yeah, and then spending money on the game I just bought to play the game. Yeah, that's lame. That yeah, is yeah. really fucking. But, that, lame. but that's how Rockstar treats all their 
online content now is it's, it's right. sort of its its own thing and it's it's those incremental purchases where they're where they're making yeah. the biggest no of course on the that's business. A, that's hundred percent what it is yeah yeah, yeah. and actually it's, it's it's the it's the GTA five method of of implementing multiplayer yeah so so Rockstar is going to be doing that from now on and that actually brought up the conversation that uh, kind of mentioned a few times throughout this episode yeah my one friend was like hey like you know uh, I've bought this game. I want to play the game. It's not working. Uh, it makes me want to refund the game and then just like not purchase it later on down the road. Yeah. Because they're in their mind, they're like, okay, if I show them with my wallet that I'm not willing to make this purchase, then they're going to feel it. And that's the only way that I can really no, communicate that. Not, to them. They're not going to feel it. Right. That's the thing. Yeah. The only way that they're going to feel it is if people en masse do that. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Which is not so, going to happen. Yeah, I mean, so basically with GTA Five, and it's weird to think about this now, but this game came out in 2013, so it's been six years without yeah. a GTA. And in the interim, so basically they've used GTA Five to completely redefine uh, the online multiplayer experience and also how content is created and distributed uh, for the online play service, right? In their it's, game. Yeah, in their yeah. game. And but, but it's completely redefined it across the board, the way the way that DLC content is handled Well, now. other games have done that way, 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 but, way, But yeah, but earlier. just the incremental nature of the content they're releasing and yeah. the sort of, the sort of uh, uh, I don't know, I don't know if you call it bizarre, just really off-the-wall uh, content packs that are coming out. So this yeah. has now been emulated uh, across the board. So there's yeah. plenty, plenty of plenty of games that had DLC before. So, but uh, in terms of the business model, DLC after has all basically been modeled upon the way Rockstar did it with GTA Five. No. So and yeah, no. It absolutely. No, has. it's and not. On top no, of that, I'm, I'm on top right of that, now. the most played online game of all time, and also one of the best selling games of all time. Uh, actually, the most best best selling game of all time at nearly a hundred million copies. Yeah, but here's the thing, wrong. Yeah, again, yeah. Statistically what what are they modeling it on then? Because they must have been modeling it on physical copies sold or like digital copies sold, whatever. Yeah. But that is not the most profitable game of all time. It's not. That doesn't make any sense. No, it is. No. It's absolutely the most profitable. You're telling game me of that it beat WoW with its how many years of history of subscriptions and stuff like that? 100% yes. No. I'll look it up. Keep, look keep it going. up. Keep going. I don't keep agree going. with that. That, yeah. does, that seems illogical to me. There's no way a single purchase game has beat a subscription service game. That's impossible. Because WoW also sells physical copies, and they've sold physical copies to millions and millions of players. And a lot of, and a lot of uh, and then expansions. iterations. Expansions yeah, and not even yeah. just that, but services, other cosmetics, pets, mounts. There is no way. Dude, I've spent $200 just in mounts. Dude, I know, <laughs> no, I know people who've spent over a couple thousand dollars in just character changes. There is no way, there is no way that GTA V is doing better than World of Warcraft. That is not possible. I cannot believe that. Okay, so I found something from April 2018. So this is about 18 months outdated at this point. And at that time, um, ah, at that time, GTA V had earned more than $6 billion to date. But on the other hand, Blizzard at that time had earned uh, around $10 billion and that was 2018 so that was uh um, there's no way that it's changed that much in that time but but it's but it's only four and a half years in for gta 5 at that point however that would have been 14 years in for yeah. for world of warcraft exactly but that's what i'm saying though that yeah you cannot say of all time no because people are saying that I, that's I will say wrong. i will say per year it has been more profitable than world of warcraft because you got you got that i can't 10, argue 10 billion over 14 years versus 6 billion over four and a half 
yeah, which that, is likely up to seven or eight billion at this point. But also, so. you got to remember that the gaming industry has changed drastically. Oh, in that totally. Time. Yeah, yeah. So, and obviously, all of this pales in comparison to the money that like Steam is earning. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what that is. It's probably fucking monstrous. Oh, dude. Yeah, I don't even want to know. It's scary to think um, about. But yeah, no, like, like it's what I said, though. People have been trying to tell me that. They're like, GTA V is the most profitable game in history. I was like, no, you're an idiot. Stop saying that. Well, I mean, in terms of in terms of sheer Yo, profitability. But of... do not make qualifiers for it. That's a whole nother argument. But what if it is? No, it's not, though. <laughs> it's not. Well, do j- the research. Total revenue, No. Okay, that that would still go to World of Warcraft, but in terms of like how much it's making, probably like I would, per year, you know what? it's got to be. I don't know if that's even true because I think FIFA games make more per year. Uh, that's true, FIFA. Like that's the yeah. thing, right? A lot of people do not think of the wider games industry when they make these claims. Actually, right now it'd probably be and and to be Fortnite. honest, a lot of I don't even think Fortnite does that profitable. No. No, because Fortnite is ostensibly free, and yeah, they sell game packs like crazy. <laughs> oh my god! But oh my god! In 2018, yeah. largely in the strength of that year's World Cup events, FIFA generated more than 4.6 billion dollars in revenue. Yeah, in <laughs> one year, right? In one year, is oh that right? Oh my god, that's ridiculous! Is that right? Is that yeah, one yeah, year? Yeah, that's one year. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why like a lot of these people do not know what they're talking about. Oh, that's insane, man! There's like you got to do research on these things if you're going to make those kinds of claims. Yeah, yeah. So I still hereby do not retract my claim. <laughs> yeah, fuck off. But no, like, oh, God, that's so frustrating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, like, returning back to what I was trying to say, though, about the whole thing about whenever you go to buy yeah. these games, if you try and talk with your wallet, the only way you can do it is en masse. Yeah. As soon as you do not have a large contingent of people behind you, you not buying a game, all you're doing, and it's fucking depressing to say this, yeah, I fucking hate it is that you are just denying yourself the enjoyment of playing that game. True. That is yeah. all you are doing. That is all you are doing. And if you're yeah. fine with it, great. I hope you're happy, and I hope that it makes you happy yeah. that you've Some done that. Some games that come to mind for people voting with their wallet would be like No Man's Sky, Anthem. Um, well, No even... Man's Sky at this point is a fantastic game. Oh, yeah, totally. It took a fucking forever to get because there. Because a lot of people criticized it and were returning it on Steam, right? So And, and the sales dropped off. Ar- you could argue that. But I think yeah. that at the same time, though, No Man's Sky always had this... Uh, roadmap in front yeah. of them. They were never not going to do this. Yeah. They just have the nature of how they've done it. And there's changed. also a game creator who is actually committed to making good on his promises, which is cool too. So I think yeah. I think very few games ultimately right. end up with that if they have problems. Right. There's very few games. AKA Anthem. <laughs> I think that the games that have come through for us have always been like, you know, Realm Reborn, Final Fantasy, they came through, they fixed the oh, problem. Oh, Square came through big on that. Uh, and, but, and to their credit, it's doing extremely well now since yeah. the last expansion came out. Um, most Ubisoft games make good on their yeah. delivered. Usually the launch for an Ubisoft game blows chunks. But most Ubisoft games recover and in a big way. Yeah, they're so like, technically not great launches. <laughs> well, think about it, like even Rainbow Six Siege did not have a great launch, but Rainbow Six Siege now has a very thriving competitive multiplayer se- uh, scene, and it's a legitimately fun game to play. Yeah, it's funny. I'm in a lot of uh, groups on Facebook, and uh, what I'm hearing is, what is it, Shadowbringers? Is that? Yeah, is that the latest one, expansion? Yeah, the latest one, yeah. So there's a lot of people on there that are saying like this is single handedly like the best storyline it's ever been released yeah. in a Final Fantasy game. Everyone says that with almost every expansion, but I've had so many people tell me that about Shadowbringers. I'm, yeah. I'm more inclined to believe I it. I feel compelled to actually play you it, know, so it's, I'm it's, very interested. It's sad I own a copy of Shadowbringers. Do you really? I have not played it. Oh, do, do you have a character leveled up enough to like play that 
expansion? Uh, yes. I'd be really curious to hear more about it. Um, yeah, no kidding. Um, I should really kind of dive back into that. Actually, a friend of mine. Is I, a huge I, I don't have the time player. to put into it right now. At least not when I'm playing Orna. But <laughs> yeah, fourteen is a whole other yeah. beast, dude. Yeah. You you will not get into it fast or easy. Actually, you know, Gibbs made to, it back into the top 100. Nice worldwide. Oh, good for him. In there for a bit. Yeah. Good job, yeah. Gibbs. So yeah, one of the, one of the top one of the top players in Orna lives in Windsor, of all places. Oh, he does live in Windsor. Yeah, he's in Windsor. Oh, yeah, cool. He's based here. Nice. So, yeah, yeah. And um, there's very few places you can go in Windsor that he doesn't control. And he's uncontested right now because there's, like, I, I'd be, like, the next highest level yeah. in Windsor, and I'm, like, 40 levels behind him. Yeah. So Or more, like, 45 levels. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, nice. yeah. Yeah. So he's a beast. Anyway, so, yeah, that's uh, that's gaming-wise. But uh, Red Dead 2, though, you'd recommend on PC or, or PS4 still? Like, what's, what's probably the, the tighter experience for you? Um, Depends on your community, I guess, but... Yeah, it really comes down to your community. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, if you're a PC gamer, just get it on PC. They'll patch it out. They always do. Cool. Um, I mean, assuming that you hit the specs and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, but yeah, yeah, no. Um, cool. All it comes down to when it comes to Red Dead, you gotta just do that. Yeah. So you've watched Expanse, but you haven't watched BoJack. I haven't. I haven't watched any BoJack. I've been watching season six. It's been pretty good so yeah. far. Yeah. It's at the top of my list. I really want to see yeah. it. No, yeah, yeah. you should. Yeah. yeah. There's some good shit. Somebody else reached out. Uh, maybe it was Frank off of uh, Geek Freaks podcast. And I can't remember if he reached out about The Expanse or BoJack, but I'm pretty sure it was BoJack. Yeah. And he was, he was pretty excited about it, too, hearing that we were going to be talking about it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. So much good stuff. We're going to talk about how BoJack's a piece of shit. Yeah. Really good times. <laughs> That's why I want to watch it. Yeah. So I love I love that kind of shit. Oh, uh, my man. God. Yeah, no, there's uh, it, it's good. I think uh, season five was a little weak. Yeah. Um, four was, I think, beyond phenomenal. Yeah. Six was good, though. So, so far, six has been very good. Yeah. 20 minute um, episodes, though. 22. Yeah, 20, about that. Yeah. 20 minutes. 22 minutes. Yeah. Cool. Cool. And no, then, it's, um, it's worth your time. Boy, I'm really interested in Star, Star Sector now. Yeah, no, I know. I have multiple play devices it. that could run it. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. That's the thing, right? It's like, it's not expensive. You could just play it on whatever one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think, um, I thought there was another game I've been playing recently, but I just don't remember what the hell it was. I'm playing a lot of Stardew. Oh, are you still? Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I'm playing. That was a game I put in like 60 or 65 hours into, but never quite made it out don't, of town. Don't, don't get it on your phone. <laughs> oh, that's right. Well, you have it on your phone. You have it modded too, right? Was it that or something else? No, that's something else. Oh, okay. Uh, no, I'm going to potentially get it on my phone, but I've seen so much stuff on of it on the phone. It's too good. Yeah. Don't get it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying don't get it because it's bad. I'm saying don't get it because it, it, it'll it, take over. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so honestly, really good on the Switch. It's a great Switch game. So if anybody's going to jump in on it, I, I'd, I'd personally recommend oh, the Switch. No, I'd recommend it on the phone probably. From really? what I've read and seen on the phone, yeah. Interesting. Because uh, it's it, it as a mobile game is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, the way that they've changed the control schemes is makes sense. Cool. Um, so like point, like you. Yeah. Just point, and he walks to the place you're yeah, pointing at. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to like a stupid controller interface. Yeah. On your fucking phone. Um, <laughs> I hate that shit, man. Uh, actually, it's not gonna be so bad once people start getting like the Stadia controller stuff like that. Yeah. It'll be playing on your phone. It'll be really easy. Like yep. a Bluetooth controller on your phone will fix that issue. True. Um, but yeah, no, get it on your phone because uh, your phone's something you have on you all the time, and you there's like so many shitty games on the phone. Yeah. Like, let's be real. I've got a lot of mobile games. They're mm. shit. They yeah. really are. 
They're time sinks. They're fun for time sinks. But if you want a good time sink, get Harvest or not get Stardew Valley. Two games I always have on my phone other than Orna are actually Final Fantasy VII. So I've I've had that on my phone for years, and I hop in and play it whenever I feel like it. And uh, Dragon Quest VIII. Now, Dragon Quest VIII was actually adapted to the phone and actually has a little bit different of an interface than you'd expect. You hold the phone vertically. And, uh, and oh, you actually nice. control, there is like a, a, a joystick that you, you oh, touch, neat. but that also counts as like the action button. Oh. So when you walk up to something, the button you're the, like the button you've made with your thumb, you're already walking yeah. with, you just click that to, yeah. to select, to speak that or to sense. open a door, to crack a pot or whatever the case may be. Yeah. The only games that I've had and they're not fantastic. Oh, well, Final Fantasy Tactics is not bad. That's a good one. That'd be a really so good War of the Lions. That'd be a really good one because it's because it's stop action. So right. like you can kind of pick up grid, as you go. Grid based action. Yeah, yeah, that would make sense. Um, the other one I have, and this is not as good of a piece to get, but it's fun. It's fun on, nonetheless. Is uh, Star Wars: The Old Republic? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. forgot that's on there. Yeah, I've I've had that. Maybe I have it on Android though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, but uh, Stardew Valley. Cool. If you're ever looking for a mobile game and you yeah. want to like punch your dick. Yeah, <laughs> Stardew Valley. Yeah, yeah, man. Actually, I've heard um, Chrono Trigger because the DS copy is hard to find. I got uh, it. That, yeah. that the mobile version is pretty good for that. I got that. Um, yeah, because the PS1 version, if you still have that or a playable PS3, you can play it on. It's it's or it's the PC slow. emulator. It's slow. Oh yeah, that'd be that'd be nice and fast. That's the best way to do it. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I've got it on the DS. I've also got it on my phone. Chrono Trigger. It's a good oh, one, man. Anything else for playing and watching? Uh. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to think. Star Sector is the other big one. Definitely go watch that review of Seth doing Star. You know, I really want to see Starmancer. That's what I'm like anticipating. I want to see that game come out. And Evil Genius 2. Oh, my God. Evil Genius 2. Yeah, you talked about out. that before. Actually, I, I still need to go and look up the first one to kind of see what it's all about. But that sounded freaking brilliant. Dude, you ever play like Dungeon Master? Yeah. It's that. Yeah. But you're an evil genius. Actually, I was just listening to... Uh, um, uh, actually, Jared Petty, formerly of IGN, now he does his own thing. So cool. he's actually doing a, a, a podcast series right now about the top 100 games of all time. And yeah. he has a lot of friends from IGN who are, who are like joining the podcast and also yeah. from Polygon and elsewhere, I think. Yeah. But um, they're coming on and they're sort of naming their choice for game uh, uh, where they're at. So if you're spot 98, you choose the 98th. And then that's it. That's oh, really? the 98th game. Yeah, yeah. So it's pretty cool. But uh, actually, uh, Dungeon, uh, was it Dungeon Master? Yeah. yeah, Dungeon Keeper. Dungeon, Dungeon, Keeper. Dungeon Keeper. Sorry, Dungeon yeah, Dungeon Keeper. Keeper made it on there. Dungeon so. Keeper 2. Is Dungeon Keeper 2 made it on there, yeah. actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so Dungeon Keeper 2, made by Rebellion, yeah. right, is also, Rebellion makes Evil Genius, and they're making Evil Genius too. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. It's extremely cool. Yeah, brilliant yeah. games. A little bit no. different. A little bit different. Dungeon, Dungeon. it's uh, it's a it, management game. Yeah, it's a management game, and, and you have a direct hand in, like, all of the management, because the, the creatures don't necessarily do what you want them to do all the time. You have to uh, kind of like drag and drop them. There's a bit more automation in Evil Genius. Yeah. Uh, man, I'm hoping they don't drop the ball in Evil Genius 2 because Evil Genius 2 looks like it's exactly what people wanted, which is the first game just more advanced. Because um, even nowadays, I would, if anyone's like, I've never played Evil Genius, I'd be like, go on Steam, buy it. Don't be an idiot. Uh, it's like one of the best management games out there for a single player management game. So speaking of Disney Plus, since that's about to roll out uh, on the date of the release of this episode, you should know. Uh, I'm so excited to see the Mandalorian. It's going to be compatible with uh, Roku, PlayStation Four because it's an app, right? So yeah. Fire TV, Apple TV, Android, iOS, 
Chromecast, Xbox One, Samsung Smart TVs, LG Smart TVs, and web browsers. So there's gonna oh, be it is going to be on LG. Ways. Yep. Okay, so good. it'll because be on our TVs. Yeah, no, that's what I was just going <laughs> to yeah, think. Because yeah. I was actually wondering about that. I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to stream I'm gonna go on download my phone, it. on my Chromecast. And then now it's like, oh, it's going to be on our LG Smart that's TVs. That's perfect. I'd, I'd prefer to watch it on my downstairs TV. So that's yeah, sweet. Yeah, yeah no. I'm pretty excited. Oh, man, that's going to be good. Like, I, know, I mean, man. I'll be I'm I'll really, be watching tonight at midnight. Maybe we'll see. So yeah. So here's the things that you're gonna want to do when you get into that. You're gonna want to watch the Mandalorian. I think first and foremost. Yep. You're gonna want to watch. Have you watched the Clone Wars? I've not. Okay. So you're gonna want to watch that. I'll give you a list. There's a list out give there. Give me a list. It'll all happen after Expanse, Bojack, and Mandalorian. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. You got a lot <laughs> of stuff on your docket now. But so um, there's a list online of uh, the Clone Wars. You can watch just the episodes in this list yeah I mean, if you put in like star wars clone wars recommended watch list it'll come up sweet it's an image and it'll say like okay here's the arc so these are the episodes you watch everything else fuck off yeah don't even bother don't waste your time cool uh watch all of that yeah, I, I like that idea the abridged version yeah no yeah, it's, yeah. you're not missing anything i like that you're, you're literally missing yeah, yeah. nothing just I like watch those yeah, yeah um once you've done that watch star wars rebels Rebels is amazing, but you should watch the Clone Wars first. I've never heard anything bad about either one. People um, seem to be really into and it. And then Clone Wars is getting a new season in Disney Plus. Oh, nice. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's exclusive to Disney Plus, actually. Yeah, exactly. So before you stay here in Cartoon So what Network. you're going to do, you want to go, you're going to want to bounce between them. Sweet. Don't, huh. uh, I don't know if watching Clone Wars all the way through is going to be better than watching Rebels and then the rest of Clone yeah. Wars. So I'll let you know there. Yeah. Because I'll watch it. We've way gone over the you. list before for day one releases on Disney Plus, but I think I'm just gonna wait and be surprised uh to see what else is on there too. I'm looking forward to it. I think I thought one of the Marvel shows was debuting right away. Uh I thought like uh Falcon and Winter Soldier was being uh maybe that's this winter. Yeah. Maybe that's coming out like in the next couple months here. Maybe. Yeah. The only one I'm really psyched for is what if. Well that dude, there's so many though. Like what about like Moon Knight? And like Loki. Okay, Moon Knight. Yeah, Moon Knight. I'll yeah, watch. Loki looks. Good. I mean, I'll watch all of them. Wandavision is interesting, but like I'm not looking forward to it. But I'm see, just that's the thing is I think about like it. Wandavision. I'm like, eh, I don't really care. Yeah. But here's the thing, though, I actually like the uh, Scarlet Witch. Oh yeah, Scarlet Witch is great. So like, I'm thinking about it, and it seems like it's going to be a kind of a stupid premise, like oh, Wanda and Vision. Who cares? But at the same time, it might be one of those ones that's like a sleeper show. But it might be like her vision to get the vision back and then like maybe. to resurrect him. And then maybe there's a lot of other Marvel or MCU characters to pop up along the way. That'd be cool. Yeah. I'd be game for that. And think about it though. Like Wanda, she's got the potential to go really dark-sided oh, yeah. on a lot of things. So I think yeah, that, she's like one of the most overpowered characters in the current MCU yeah, that so they haven't really she's, elaborated on. She's going to be one to watch. Yeah. Um, supposedly there's going to be characters making cameos in the shows too, like from yes. the movies. Yeah. That's fact, I think I th- saw Thor on set for one of them. Uh, nice. Chris Hemsworth. I'm really, I really, 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 really want to see Scarlet Witch and, uh, Dr. Strange. Yeah. Those two characters I think need to interact more because I want to understand sweet. the differences between their magic That'd casting. be sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's a difference there. Because hers comes from a different place than, uh, Well, that's, that's what I'm wondering, right? Yeah. So I'm wondering if it's from is it does she get her powers from one of the uh, uh, dimensions of madness? Yeah. Oh yeah. They're gonna touch Maybe on that. In, I bet when they get in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Next, like, next summer. Yeah. Or two summers from now, I guess. Multiverse so, of Madness comes out. 
Cool. That, that's another one I'm looking forward to. So I think that's it then for episode 67? I guess so. Yeah? Yeah. Nothing else? Yeah, no, I don't think so. Okay, we, cool. we really got into it with the uh, the information, the fake news. Yeah, GTA yeah. Five fake news. <laughs> we, we tangled with the fake news in oh, this episode, man. man. It was it was brutal. But, I don't uh, but know we got through lo- it. I don't know a lot of stuff, but, yeah, you know. We got the, through the it. The games and- industry is like the one thing I like always always have been a part of so it, oh, yeah. it feels like the back of my hand whatever i talk about oh yeah and i still get shit wrong yeah but hyperbole <laughs> hyperbole is still fun yeah uh, of course. especially especially with something that's sort of like it's it's not that important but it's still fun to kind of i don't uh, know to me the, the games industry has become so much more important to me over my life i didn't realize yeah. how much i was actually going to like it well and not just like like oh i also despise the shit of it sometimes but that's like, true yeah, yeah but like people have always like when i was younger they're always like yeah, games not gonna do anything for you, stuff like that. But like, I've learned so many of my real oh, life dude. skills from games. And not only that, but like the it com- it compels you to like build a PC. You know what I mean? It compels you to have a, be part of a community. It compels you to get involved well, that's in the, the actual media, like the, we are. Like yeah. it's it's crazy. Is without the games industry, a lot my life would be very very different. Oh, totally. And I don't totally. think it'd be necessarily different in a good way. Yeah, you'd be I lumberjack. Think, no. Oh, okay. No, no, that wouldn't. That happen. was just the first thing I thought of. No, I was just thinking like <laughs> you know it just. I don't know. It's weird because I've grown up with it, right? Yeah, and I've seen and I've, and I've seen it evolve. I've been yeah. a part of that process, so it's been fun. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd be like just a hooker on the street looking to make some money to fund my Fortnite habit. Like that's Maybe, it. That's all yeah. I got. Your fork knife <laughs> habit. At that my point? fork knife habit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! So that's it for episode sixty-seven of Rona Geek and Fish podcast. Next week we'll be back, presumably with Adam. I assume so. Yeah, to talk about. The I would have brought him today, but like I said, it was just so like I came a little bit early today, yeah, yeah. thinking that he'd have no problem, yeah, yeah. getting through it. But then, he, of course, well, he, today he was kept away by like, weather. an act of God. So yeah, <laughs> act of God, whatever. <laughs> Wet roads. All right, cool. Thank you so much for listening, and we will talk to you on episode sixty-eight. See you later. Yep. Thank you.